This episode of Kid Lit These Days is sponsored by Book Riot Insiders, the digital hangout spot for the Book Riot community. Live your best bookish life with the updated perks at Book Riot Insiders. We've sweetened the current short story and novel levels and introduced a brand new epic level, and you can try any level out for free for two weeks. The highlight is our new group read, available to all epic members, and there's no cap on epic, so the more, the merrier. Each quarter we'll read a book, voted on by epic subscribers, that will fulfill at least one task of the 2020 Read Harder Challenge, and cap off our read-along with a live chat. But wait, there's more! the full details on this and on all other perks and sign up at insiders.bookriot.com that's insiders.bookriot.com Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Kidlet These Days, a Book Riot podcast. At Kidlet These Days, we are your Kidlet connoisseurs, pairing the best of children's literature with what's going on in the world today. I'm Matthew Winner, alongside Nicole Young, and we are here to have conversations that create opportunities for parents, grandparents, teachers, librarians, and all who love children's books to engage in the world through literature in a deeper and broader way. We are recording on March 28th, 2020. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing all right, Matthew. I'm doing all right. How are you doing in the midst of everything right now? (laughs) Well, since we last recorded, (laughs) I feel like every single person that's listening, every person in the world um, would describe the last two weeks as feeling like they were two months. I told somebody, how did last week have 865 days in it, but also just two days in it? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. That's about right. (laughs) We started virtual school. As of our last recording, we were leaving the school to um, begin work from home, but no one quite knew that it was a quarantine yet or that we were social distancing. That was announced kind of right after we recorded. Now we have done one week of school. We've done two days of professional development with teachers to make sure we were all set up, and then three days of virtual learning with children. So I have been so pleased to have had the chance to see children. I realized how much I missed them and how much just seeing them, being in a room with them, changed everything. So I feel like for self-care, I'm about 110% better because <laughs> I've gotten a chance to see kids, and that's that's been helpful. Nice. I think also in the interim, we've seen a whole bunch of parents have had to turn into uh, homeschool teachers that never expected to do to do something like that. And they are set up to be homeschool teachers indefinitely right now. So I think that's a reality that a lot of probably our listeners and families are just facing across the country. So people are looking for resources. I've had so many of my friends reach out to me because I'm in the education space. So they're always like, what What do I do? <laughs> And so to all of the parents who are out there trying to make homeschool work um, when you never intended to be a homeschool teacher, I am sending you love and strength. (laughs) We've got a lot of support in the community, but we also know that all across the country, different school systems are progressing forward in different ways. And a lot of that has to do with restrictions to access. And so I know you, Nicole, talked to me before recording 
about hotspots being um, trying to be coordinated to, to get them out to all the kids. We have worked on getting devices out. My county where my kids go and my wife teaches are also looking for ways to get those devices out. We're all trying to figure it out, but know that absolutely from the education side, teachers are here to support and we are trying to make it work and to try to make it work for all because public education needs to serve every single kid and not leave any child behind um, at the expense of moving forward. So I feel really grateful to have been reading all of the messages from our superintendent and hearing how they are working very hard in the state of Maryland and in Howard County to make sure that everyone has access. I'm really glad that we're being reminded of that over and over. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, as, as you mentioned, I'm in Louisiana and um, we've purchased hotspots for all the students, but it's an issue of distribution and how we're going to make sure that everyone gets access to education. And so it's different in every state. It's going to be different in every state for the remainder of our time. And so I'm hoping that we, at least at KidLit, can provide some support for parents and some ideas about what to do and books to read um, while you are at home for the foreseeable future. <laughs> well, speaking about giving some support to parents, <laughs> I'm so excited that this week we're celebrating one year of KidLit <laughs> these days. One year it's of supporting parents and KidLit people. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> do you know the song that goes... Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Anyways, <laughs> that I is appropriate that. for this time. <laughs> I wanted to not tell you that I didn't know the song so that you could keep singing it. That was really, I really like that. So our first episode of Kill It These Days was published on March 21st, 2019. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And we thought it would be fun today to look back at highlights from the past year and talk a little bit about the journey so far. But first, Nicole, would you mind sharing our first sponsor? Sure. This episode is sponsored by Goldie Vance, The Hotel Who Done It, by Lilliam Rivera from Little Brown Young Readers. Marigold Goldie Vance lives and works at the Cross Palms Resort Hotel in Florida. While life at the Cross Palms is always busy, the resort is currently overrun with Hollywood types filming the hottest new creature feature, and the tensions are at an all-time high. Even Goldie's mom is on the movie act doing what she does best, playing a mermaid. Just when Goldie thinks the movie biz couldn't get any more exciting, a diamond-encrusted swimming cap goes missing, and all fingers point to Goldie's mom as the culprit. Can Goldie uncover the true thief before it's too late? Ooh, I love, I love descriptions that end that way. <laughs> end on a <laughs> I also, question. I also love a good whodunit, right? Like, I've been yeah. really, in this time of uncertainty, I've been really drawn to, like, really um, formulaic things, right? So like a good, a good like Sherlock Holmes episode, right? You know exactly what the format's going to be, right? You got the, the opener. So interesting. You get the, you have the, like the moment when he's solving the crime and then there's the resolution at the end. And I just like, I need an arc like that right now to keep me grounded. So a good whodunit, you know, you, you know that she's going to solve it. So it's exciting to read. <laughs> You're seeking structure. It's no yes. different than what we're doing with kids where we're trying to seek routines and structure to offer them consistency. That's so cool to think about it happening in, in TV. I'm now thinking about what games I've been playing and they're very, they're they're very sort of procedural as well. That's very funny. Like I want to be in control of things to know that like it's okay. We still have things that that can function mm -hmm. and and we know how they're going to turn out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, 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 well. Okay, so a year ago, over a year ago, Kill It These Days started. We, as we said, are, are doing our 26th episode now. Um, so 25 episodes of exploring what's going on in the world and responding through a lens of Kid Lit. Nicole, you are our second host. You know that I started the show with Karina Yan Glazer. I do. And Karina and I, I don't, I don't know that you know our origin. Can I tell you a little bit about our origin? Please, I'd love to. Yeah, here. So I, re- I reached out to Karina to see if she was available to join us on the show. Karina recently had surgery, had eye surgery. Um, and so uh, that had caused her initially to step down from co-hosting. And she continues um, with with needing that medical support. So we send our love to Karina. But she and I first met at uh, a book festival, at the Gaithersburg Book Festival outside of D.C. And I was interviewing a bunch of folks, and I got to meet her. We had known each other from from Twitter, as I tend to know lots of people online. Mm-hmm. So parents, get onto Twitter. All of your author friends are on there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she... Um, has a wonderful middle grade series called The Vanderbeekers about uh, a group of kids, a family that live in a brownstone in New York. And I think the fourth book is about to be published. I interviewed her on on my other podcast, on the children's book podcast for the third book. I just love the dynamics of her stories. And if you haven't read them yet, um, they are mystery sort of whodunit type books, but through the lens of children trying to figure it out and feeling very, very sure that they know the answer. I told, I always told Karina, she's so good at red herrings because I just follow every red herring um, <laughs> along with the kids. I'm like, you're right. It must be this other person. <laughs> and I'm fooled every time. And they're so good. But she and I had met at this book festival and thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could collaborate in some way? And it turns out that she does the kids are all right uh, email sub- email book list thing that we have on Book Riot, the email newsletter, where uh, you can sign up. We always have it in our show notes to sign up for this newsletter. But she sends every week uh, new books coming out, book lists of stuff that you might like to read. And so she said, you know, I'm on Book Riot, but Book Riot doesn't have a kidlit podcast. What if we pitched the editors? A podcast, and so we brainstormed what we could do, and we came up with this idea of doing something that looked at the world and how Kidlet responds, or is sort of a microcosm of what's going on in the world. Because you know, Nicole, that kids kids are looking to understand their world, no matter what's going on. And one of the best ways you can experience that is through literature and through another character, Absolutely. is through a, a window book. So we we made this podcast to be a window in that way as well. I love it. I love the origin story. I'm always a fan of an origin story anyway. Like, tell me how you got here. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I have an so even better I one that, that. I, I can keep going if you don't yes. mind. No, we please. were gonna do we were gonna do our first episode and we were like, okay, what is going on in the world that we should do an episode on? And much like you and I recording that coronavirus episode or any of the other ones that we've done so far the thing that was in the news in October as we were thinking about what to do was that a school in in Oklahoma, I believe it is, decided that for Halloween, they were going to dress, a number of the faculty decided they were going to dress up as the border wall. Mm. And a number of other teachers were going to dress up as uh, stereotyped 
portrayals of of Mexican individuals wearing sombreros and ponchos and maracas and having these big mustaches. So offensive. Oh, my God. And, and then, well, and then what's more is that they took photos of it and posted it on social media. I remember seeing this. I remember and being furious that these people were educators. Oh. Do you remember? And it's okay if you don't. Do you remember how Kidlet responded? I do not. Meg Medina and a number of other um, middle grade authors, um, Jennifer Torres, a number of different people, um, came together and said, Hispanic uh, and Latinx authors came together and said, um, this is not okay, but it's clear that that there's a hole in your knowledge and in your staff's knowledge. So we are offering to come do school visits in your district. Uh, we can do virtual professional development or professional or, or uh you know, face-to-face professional development with your staff. And we want to offer books for your children. They reached out to the superintendent offering this. They did an open letter and the superintendent never responded. Wow. As of us recording, they never responded. So we invited some of those uh, folks onto the show to talk about that, to Mm -hmm. talk about what happened and the need to help make sure that all children see themselves in books because I believe it is 11% of that district um, are Latinx children or come from Latinx families. So making sure that they too have a chance to be seen and that their cultural experiences are not, are not used as the butt of a joke. Yeah. And are not costumes, right? right? I think like one are of the not things costumes. that always comes up around uh, Halloween is just that, you know, like my culture is not a costume. My identity is not a costume. Um, and it's not okay. It's just not okay. And there are ways to pay homage to the people you love, right? Like you can, you can be Frida Kahlo for, uh, for, you know, for Halloween without being offensive. Um, yeah. I agree. There's, um, there was a lot to unpack there. There is. Well, we, I mean, also the grace of the Latinx authors to step up and offer that, right? Like yeah. that comes from a deep well of grace that yeah. I um, that I struggle with as a black woman, right? Like when those things happen, my default is rage and let's burn oh. it all down, right? And so I just, I respect deeply the commitment to want to just educate even the adults in that situation. Um, it's just a beautiful show of grace that um, those authors didn't have to do. It might not surprise you to know that when Karina and I put together that episode, it affirmed for us and those voices of those authors helped show us the way forward that this is this is the focus we should be having, um, that these authors are already doing this work for our readers and parents and, and readers and teachers and librarians and everybody might just not know about them yet. So how can we be a conduit to helping connect those readers and those gatekeepers to books. So we've looked at a number of other topics through the year and have always tried to respond. And I know that you and I, we've got this sort of brainstorming document, much like Karina and I had, going at all times of just what else can we cover? What else is going on in the world that we can talk about? And so we've had um, one of my favorite episodes that we had recently was that we talked about climate change, but we did it through the lens of children. 
through the lens of children being change makers. Mm-hmm. We invited Carol Lindstrom on. Uh, she has a new book that just came out this week called We Are Water Protectors. Imagine mm. what it's like to have a book come out now, right? Yeah. We have authors canceling book tours, canceling everything because you can't get out to books. Yeah, you can't all get the out children's to lit festivals have been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of them are. I was really excited about going to one up at Barnard College um, in New York. And about Yeah, and there's just no, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> so, so Carol came on to talk about water and how water is in everything and how she was so moved at the work of children. Her book comes in response to Standing Rock um, and um, protesting the pipeline. And she wrote this beautiful, beautiful story um, through her indigenous voice and through the voices of indigenous people. Uh, And it's illustrated by an indigenous uh, artist named Michaela Goad. Michaela Goad. And it's it's an exceptional book, and it was neat to be able to highlight the work of young activists and books centering young activists. Wait, so I'm looking at this right now, Matthew, and first of all, the illustrations for this book are stunning, but one of them was used as the logo for um, the kids' literature conference that I wanted to go to. Wow. <laughs> it's, I'm looking yep. at the image, and I'm like, I know this image. <laughs> there you go. Stunning. Wow. This is beautiful. Powerful, powerful book and an episode that connected with a lot of you listeners. We know that that connected with a lot of you and we're so grateful. Maybe some of you pre-ordered the book uh, and it's it's in your home now. Uh, another really beautiful and challenging conversation that we had uh, was on an episode that we called An Indigenous People's History, where we interviewed um, Dr. Debbie Reese and Dr. Jean Mendoza, who did uh, an adaptation of the book by Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz called An Indigenous People's History of the United States. Mm-hmm. They did an adaptation for young people, and it's exceptional. It's an exceptional tool that children can read by themselves. I would say like middle grade to YA age children could read by themselves, or they can use in classrooms. Uh, and this is a way to look at the lens of American history, the lens of our country's history through indigenous people, the people that have been here since the country <laughs> was not yet a country yeah. and how it continues through today, through activism, through things going on today. It was a beautiful conversation and one that to me, and I think Karina would say the same, really spoke to the importance that you and I have on this show, Nicole, of just listening We invite these guests on and we as well are listeners to what they have to share and the way that they can speak their truths from their experiences and their writings. I love that. You joined us a couple episodes ago. Were you aware of the show prior to this sort of uh, call to, to editors at the, at the, um, at, at book riot? I hadn't been. I had. I had not listened to it prior to seeing that call. Um, but I love kids literature, and when the call went out, I was like, "Oh, uh, maybe I could try out for this." <laughs> and then yeah. I listened. I then I listened to the one, the episode that had come right before then. Right, I listened to that one. Um, the Jen and Northington like, and I did on white privilege. Yes, I listened to that one. Dismantling white privilege. Sure. I listened to the the one with Jen, and then. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, I would love to do this. I would love to be a part of this. Cause I think that there is, I love the format. And I think in particular, because 
there's this like conversation piece and then like let's go deep on books um i just like the format a lot and i just love the willingness to have conversations because i mean even the first time you and i talked about what we wanted to do for episodes it's like we were not we're talking about real topics <laughs> yep and I find, as a person who's worked in different realms of education, that when there's something that's facing children, people often shy away from hard topics, right? Like, people really don't want to do it. Um, and I was excited about the premise that we want to talk about things like dismantling white privilege. We want to talk about xenophobia. We want to talk about the coronavirus in direct ways. I think it, like, takes a page from really strong educators and uh, content creators for children throughout time, right? Like, you know, there's been a lot of conversation in, in the past couple of years about Mr. Rogers and the way in which he wanted to address things directly, topics directly with children, because otherwise, you know, you, you incite more fear. And I think that this, um, I love Kid Lit for that, for that reason, Kid Lit These Days for that reason. It's just that we are talking about things that are real. And if there are topics that matter to you, the listeners that, um, that you want us to talk about, we're excited and open to having those conversations. We've heard from a number of listeners that have um, communicated with us through the year. And I love that you, like many, are just discovering the show. We're in our infancy. It's only our first year. Mm -hmm. So how cool that you jumped on after just discovering us. And what a great fit you've been. And I, I think you're exactly right, Nicole, that both you and I listening to each other about where to go next, but also inviting you listeners to share with us. I'll, I'll share that our contact... Um, we say it a lot on the show, but our contact, you can just email us at kidlitthesedays at bookriot.com. Or if you use hashtag kidlitthesedays on social media, we'll find it. Um, we always, always are listening to what to do next. And especially in this time when we're all indoors, we're all social distancing, it feels different to be talking about what's going on in the world because so many of us are experiencing the same thing. So hearing from you listeners about where to go next is something that I want you to hear that we really we really value and we really want to hear. We've got ideas for the next episodes, but if there's something that you feel like is on your heart that you want to know more about or have explored, please make sure you do reach out to us. And, and on I that note, something... why don't I... Oh, go ahead. Oh. Sorry. I was going to say, I think you and I talked about before we recorded... The fact that there is a, an, an issue right now because everyone is staying at home and we're all trying to be good practicers of the social distancing, that access to books might be limited, right? So you may not be able to go to the bookstore. You may not be able to go to the library. Um, so how are you getting your books? So I think also if, if you want more information about books that are online or you know resources like that, let us know also because we understand that we are in unprecedented times and it's hard to get books in the midst of that. <laughs> You're right. We covered a lot of that in our last episode um, on the coronavirus. Yes. That you can um, you can seek out and find. Mm -hmm. If you want to find some of those online resources for finding books, for accessing materials while you're at home, uh, you don't have to buy books. We've shared a lot of those resources in our coronavirus episode, yep. episode 25. Just go to bookriot.com slash listen and find it. Why don't I do our next sponsor, which is actually our last sponsor, our previous sponsor. We are sponsored. We want to remind you that we are sponsored this week by Goldie Vance, the hotel whodunit, by Lilium Rivera from Little Brown Young Readers. Move over, Nancy Drew. There's a new sleuth in town. <laughs> 
Based on the best-selling fan-favorite comic series, Goldie Vance by Hope Larson and Brittany Williams, uh, this book features 16 full-color comic pages integral to solving the mystery. It also features a diverse cast of characters and a strong female lead. Lillian Rivera is an award-winning writer and the author of the young adult novels Dealing in Dreams and the Education of Margot Sanchez. So definitely make sure that you check out Goldie Vance, The Hotel Whodunit. You just delivered that first line so convincingly, Matthew. It just made me laugh. Move over, Nancy Drew. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad. We are giggling in our way into talking about books. How wonderful. All right, so Nicole, we said this already, but hashtag kill it these days is the one to use. All of the notes that we're about to share are accessible on bookriot.com slash listen, episode number 26. Or if you look down at the device you're listening to the podcast, on right now. You can scroll down and find all those notes. Anything you want to add, any topics you want us to cover, anything you want to share, make sure you email us at kidlitthesedays at bookriot.com and let's get into some books. I will let you start it off. So I picked a birthday book because I felt like it's our birthday and so... (laughs) It's the Kid Lit birthday, and I wanted there to be at least a couple birthday books on the list. So Birthday on Mars is by uh, Sarah Schoenfeld, and it's illustrated by Andrew Ross. And it's a book about the Mars rover, uh, the Curiosity rover, and its birthday on Mars. And it's just a cute book. Um, And it's also really just like a good uh, intro for kids who are interested in space and like wanting to know what's going on in space. And I will say of the illustrations that um, the whole book's in red because it's all on Mars, and you would think that that would be kind of arresting for your eyesight, but it is stunningly drawn, and it's just a cute little story. So, yeah, Birthday on Mars. I love it. There's a number of books about the Mars rover um, because of this anniversary, because of this birthday, I think. Um, So fun that we've got a couple, and this one in particular that you share is really, really cute. Perfect for young readers, too. Mm -hmm. I want to point you to... um, I think I feel like I lean to fiction all the time on the show. And so I want to shake that up a little bit and give you a series that I love. It's in our library now and more books keep coming out. It's the story of chapter book biography series from Lee and Lowe Publishers. The newest ones that are coming out are uh, written by different authors. There's about 20 in the series, I believe. But we have the story of Olympic diver Sammy Lee which is written by Polly Yu and illustrations are by Dom Lee. The story of Civil War hero Robert Smalls, written by Janet Hoffman, illustrations by Dwayne Smith, and the story of environmentalist Wangari Matai by Jen Collerton Johnson, with illustrations by Sonia Lynn Sadler. These are illustrated biographies. Uh, they are approximately, I don't know, 50 or 60 pages in length, and they center diverse individuals from history who have accomplished a ton of amazing, powerful things. But these voices don't often take up space in biography collections. So I'm so grateful to Lee and Lowe for publishing these high quality books uh, and giving great representation on our shelves. Nicole, the um, back of each book has the most titillating um, book talks ever. (laughs) <laughs> for readers it's not like a whole paragraph it just it follows the same formula on every book and just listen how these read this is um this is sammy lee i'll read you this this is the story of a boy who loved to dive this is the story of 
an athlete determined to be the best. This is the story of a doctor who served his country. This is the story of a champion who defied prejudice to win gold. This is the story of Sammy Lee. What? It's so beautiful. (laughs) Each of these books, each of these books has four sentence starters. This is the story of description, 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 ending in a fifth. This is the story of the individual's name. It is the greatest way to, I mean, I literally pick up the book. It has this beautiful illustration on the cover. I flip it over to a child and just read the back. They have written a book talk for me. I love this book series. We will link um, in uh, the show notes, not only to these three books that I shared, but I'll make sure I link to Lee and Lowe's page where all of them are listed. That way uh, you can find all of these different individuals and just have people that if you don't have access to these books, you're welcome to order these books. You can order the whole set of them. But if you don't have access to them from home, uh, you can look up information about these individuals and learn about them yourselves. That's awesome. And so I'm going to, I had written down another book that I wanted to talk about, but this, you inspired me to think about nonfiction books that are great for kids. So there's one, it's written actually by a good friend of mine, um, Annalisa Queeroz Wolf, um, and it's called Asian Americans Who Inspire Us. And it is so cute. It's like the cutest book. And it's, uh, she, she <laughs> kind of takes different Asian Americans across the country, right? So like Yo Young Ma is in there and Lisa Ling and David Ho and um, Grace Lin and Michelle Kwan. And so they, and then each one gets like a page and then you have these beautiful illustrations that talk about like what led them to these great moments in their lives. Um, And it's perfect for like, I think it's a good in between, right? A a middle grade student could read it, but then also it could be read to younger kids. Um, And I just think the illustrations are gorgeous. And I think especially in this time where we're seeing, and we've talked about this in our coronavirus episode and also the xenophobia episode, there's just like a, a rise of of anti-Asian sentiment of, you know, xenophobia, I think it's really important to combat that narrative with, with books. And so I would recommend Asian Americans who inspire us. I love it. And it's a, there's a digital copy you can get to, because I think that's what I got first was before I got the hard copy. So nice. Cool. Yeah. We'll make sure we put that. I think about how you discover new authors in a time when you don't have your librarian, where everything is now forced to be online, where many kids might just be sitting at home looking at their same bookshelf and not adding to it. So I want to throw in here, um, one, I want to mention uh, an Asian American author who writes outstanding books, not just not just for, for the reader, but also for the reader to the reader, like a read louder. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> this is, Susan Tan has a, a book series called Silla Lee Jenkins. There's three books in the series. They're so good. Oh my word. And they read aloud exceptionally. But Susan Tan also has been hard at work since the quarantine, putting all these wonderful YouTube videos online. She started a channel called Authors Everywhere, and it's of all of these middle grade authors book talking their book, reading aloud parts of their book, sharing activities, challenges to children. It is everything, not just, you know, not just let me read aloud this chapter, but it's, it's really, it feels earnestly to me like authors trying to connect with their readers. It's wonderful. There's like, gosh, 50 videos so far as of recording this. Uh, I'll make sure that we link both her books as well as the YouTube channel, because it might be a chance for you to find 
other authors uh, that that can turn you on to even more books. And she, I, I, I'm trying during this time of quarantine to make sure that I'm lifting up those sources that are being very representative in the voices they are sharing online. I know we're all just trying to do our best and we all want to share our voices online for children, but I feel like we're getting an awful lot of white voices sharing their stories. And there is nothing wrong with any author sharing any story, but there is something wrong when we're getting an awful lot of one kind of voice and not a lot of others. So while some of these white authors in particular have a huge platform and they don't need my help, I want to make sure that I'm using what resources we have to lift up, lift up the voices to center those voices that, um, that may not be being heard as much right now. So Susan Tan in particular, her authors everywhere YouTube channel is doing exactly that for me. So uh, yay for that. Yay. Um, okay. My other book is, it was, this was in the birthday theme. This is um, and before I changed to saying the Asian Americans book before, but amazing grace. I consider it a birthday book because at my elementary school, parents could buy a book from the, to, and like donate it to the library and then it would have a little like nameplate in it that said, this is the birthday book of, in my case, Nicole Young, right? So when I was 10, my mom bought this as my birthday book for the school library. And so <laughs> in my mind, it is my birthday book, but it's called Amazing Grace. It's an oldie, but it's a good one. I, I actually reread it recently to one of my godchildren. And I was like, this holds up. It's pretty good. Um, so Amazing Grace, it's by Mary Hoffman. It's illustrated by Caroline Binch. And, you know, Grace is just like, she is this dramatic, like she, um, she loves to, t- to do all of the characters um, and all of the plays. And then someone tells her that she can't be Peter Pan. I think it's very similar to the, another book that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Oh, I can't think of that one. Um, it's one you love, Matthew. Um, the little girl gets told she can't be, she can't play whatever the part is. Yeah, um, it's on Not Quite Snow White. Not Quite Snow White. So similarly, Grace gets told that she can't be Peter Pan because she is black and because she is a girl. And so both her mom and her grandmother are like, mm-mm, that is cor- incorrect. You can be whatever you want to be. And so she ends up giving at the end this beautiful performance as a gorgeous Peter Pan and um, is reminded that she can do whatever she puts her mind to. And um, I love that book. I love Amazing Grace. Nice. I've got... Um rounding out our recommendations, I've got a stack of books. And I'm going to just say up front that I have not read these books yet, but they have been sitting on my TBR pile. And so maybe we all can read them together. They are books that are a part of series. So there will be more books for readers to discover from these book series. Uh, And they are by, many of them are by authors that I already know and that I already love. So I know that I'm going to love these books. So um, let me just do a quick rundown and we'll link every single one of these in the show notes. I want to um, give some love to Stella Diaz. Stella Diaz never gives up is Angela Dominguez's uh, new entry in the Stella Diaz series. This is the sequel to Stella Diaz um, has something to say from 2019. Check that out. Love Angela Dominguez. How about my furry foster family? <laughs> which is about pets. It's um, (laughs) the series is written by Debbie Mishko Florence, who writes the Jasmine Taguchi books that I'm obsessed with. So yay for that. They're illustrated by Melanie Demmer. There's a couple books in this series as well. 
I'm going to keep going down my pile, if you don't mind. Yes, go ahead. I've got Nina Sony. The first book is Nina Sony's Sister Fixer. Um, the book is written by Kashmir Ashet, and it's illustrated by Jen Koksmirsky. And um, the cover is is like the the sister. The one sister is like raising her arms out, doing jazz hands and smiling. And <laughs> Nina, the title character, is just looking with wide eyes like, I don't know you. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to read this book. Um, and then the last two series I have... Uh, one is by a local author um, and and um, book that is getting circulated a lot in our library. It's called Farah Rocks, and the book is the, the book in the series is Fifth Grade. So Farah Rocks Fifth Grade. The author is Susan Mauri Daraj, and the illustrator is Raudim Mana. And um, again, this is a series. And the other last one I want to share is the Sadiq series. Um, Sadiq and the Green Thumbs and Sadiq and the Desert Star are the oh, two wow. I have sitting aside. These are written by Siman Nurali and the art is by Anjan Sarkar. So I have, I feel very privileged, I hear it, that I've got some review copies, that I've got books at home to read and share. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful to have time to be able to read books, but I also recognize that any one of us that has books at home and access to social media has the opportunity to share and to share the books we're reading and to help lift up these voices in these books. So that is what I'll be doing over the weeks to come. Nicole, nice. do you have some other things to share? I just have one more. I'm so excited about it. I talked to you about it before. but So it's one of my favorite books, and it's getting a U.S. release. It actually comes out of a really small, adorable press um, uh, in New Zealand. And the original book was called The Bomb. Um, and it's about cannonballs, um, but it is now, it's coming out in the U.S. and it's renamed Cannonball for the U.S. release. And it's by uh, Sasha Cotter and illustrated by Josh Morgan. And it is beautiful. It is so gorgeous, this book. Um, the illustrations are lovely. It's about a little boy who wants to perfect his cannonball, his bomb. And he, um, everyone's giving him advice about what he should do. And um, he's like, okay, I'll try it this way. I'll try it this way. And his grandmother, his nan, comes and says, no, you got to do, you have to be you. You just have to do whatever you want to do. And so at the end, he executes his perfect, glorious cannonball that's just him. Um, And I saw this in a bookstore when I was traveling and I bought two copies and gave it to my godkids and um, was, I was super sad that there wasn't, it wasn't on Amazon and you couldn't find it in any of the local bookstores. So I am just, just jazzed that it is coming out in the, um, on June 2nd um, here in the U.S. So Cannonball by Sasha Cotter. That's awesome. Oh, and a book that you had before we go, a book you had on your on the show notes, I think that you mentioned earlier that is on my stack as well, is The Amazing Life of Azalea Lane. Yes, yes, yes. I haven't read because, it yet, but it's been recommended to me. And so I wanted to highlight it here. Same thing. It's in my stack because it's written by Nikki Shannon Smith. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know Nikki Shannon Smith. I'm reading this book. Um, the, book's are, <laughs> the book's illustrated by Mary Lobo. So that's we'll make sure that we link these series books as well as these standalone titles um, in our show notes. It's awesome to be able to have new books coming out. Remember that just because we're all at home, publishing doesn't stop. After we're through all this, we will need books. And so editors are still buying books. Publishers are still publishing books. We might be challenged to find access now, but another way to support children's literature is just by sharing online now. We can't get to bookstores, so let's keep sharing. Let's all do our part. Sound like a plan? It sounds like a plan. And we talked about free libraries last week, um, in our our last episode, rather. 
And I just want to highlight again that you, you can still use those as a resource. Um, if there's a free library in your neighborhood, use that. I know I've been donating books over the past couple of weeks. I've been wiping them down and then putting them in the box. So <laughs> um, I encourage folks to do the same. Nice. Well, thank you all for joining us today. As always, we would love your feedback on this podcast, and we always appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. When you do that, you help other people find us. And you can find me, Matthew Winner, at Matthew Winner on Twitter. And you can find me, Nicole Young, on Twitter at IttyBittyNY. If you have a story idea, reach out to us on social media using hashtag KidLitTheseDays or email us at KidLitTheseDays at BookRiot.com. We would love to hear what you're thinking about and what you would like to see on the show. And on that note, may your coming days be storied and may the good stories keep on coming.